Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our T-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. Today we're going to talk about some confusing science language that does not seem to resemble any of the assertions or claims that atheists and skeptics make. If we were to simply type in animal instincts on Google, the first thing that pops up is it says, what are some animal instincts? And it says, today various animals are said to possess a survival instinct migratory instinct, herding instinct, maternal instinct, or language instinct. But a closer look reveals that these and other instincts are not satisfactorily described as inborn, pre-programmed, hardwired, or genetically determined. All right. So, right off the bat, whenever we read about this, we can tell that according to science... Every animal and every human being has a blueprint set up. Whenever two mates get together and they end up reproducing, they create a genetic copy of themselves. There will be genes and parts of the female as well as the male. The atheists out there and the skeptics, they have not been able to answer the question on why it is that males and females even exist in the first place. Why is it that if evolution were to be true, as well as a biogenesis, first of all, where did the mechanism come from that creates the ability for us to make blueprints? Why does nature set it up and program us to want to reproduce in the first place? Then the next deeper question as we go further down the rabbit hole is, why is it that we even have reproduction abilities in the first place? I have asked atheists and skeptics countless times, why is it that this is the case? Why is it that the mechanism of maternal instincts, for instance, for those out there who do not know what maternal instincts is, it is whenever a mother or father, a parent, bonds with its offspring, and instead of killing it or destroying it or eating it as if it's food or abandoning it, It feels some conscious desire to stick around the little spud, take care of it, and put its own self at risk. Because when you have a offspring, this is going to slow you down. It's going to cause massive probabilities for you to be destroyed or killed. Anyone that's ever seen the Disney movie Bambi knows that had the mother not had this little bitty baby deer running around with it, she probably would have had higher chances of surviving and wouldn't have got killed by a hunter. So, just to give a little bit of an analogy. So why is it that the cells somehow broke up and ended up creating this compatibility of male and female? We've got genitalia, we've got reproductive systems, but even that wasn't enough. According to scientists, nature needed 
or have this necessity for animals to put off this scent or this aroma or this chemistry in order for another animal to be attracted to it. Another question that you have to ask yourself too is why this? Have you ever seen animals teach each other about how sex works? Anybody? Have you ever, I know that some of you out there, you own several dogs, several cats and all this. Have you ever sat and watched them smoke the cigarette and seen if they ever trained the other one how to do a certain thing? No. You have never walked behind your garage or in a warehouse and noticed that a dog was explaining to a young dog how sex works or how to be able to insert its penis into another animal. How is it that the animals are able to tell the difference between a dog and a cat and all these creatures? They say that an animal doesn't have a very high memory capacity. It knows just enough to be able to map out its navigation and it senses where food is and it usually heads in that direction. Or if an animal feels as though it's affected uncomfortably by cold or hot, it will try to move its location because it feels some kind of damage happening to the pain receptors within it. And this is what causes it to move. It doesn't know why it's hot. It doesn't know why it's cold. It doesn't know why it's able to smell another animal from far away. It doesn't understand why there's some kind of chemical that predetermines and programs it into stating to itself, I need to go out in the woods. There's another creature like me out there that I am going to end up having some interaction with and then end up reproducing and replicating and doing all these things. None of this the animal is aware of. It does not understand what it's doing. There are some creatures out there who have demonstrated that they do, for whatever reason, have some kind of pain mechanism. Um, according to science, most animals have a different form of level of pain than we do. And they've also been shown that um, some animals have been caught and recorded where they actually show sympathy or sadness. Some of them even grieve and some of them even mourn. Now, this is unusual. I actually seen a bunch of dogs wanting to tear a kitten apart and a cat actually jumped in there and stopped them. I also seen another video where a small dog decided to take on five big dogs just to protect a little cat that couldn't protect itself that was literally up against the wall. And there was no escape for this little cat. Now, obviously, not all animals are fortunate. They don't have some little chihuahua or some kind of little pug-faced dog to come along and protect them. But I've actually seen animals jump in the water and save other animals and other species of creatures. Why are they doing this for? Where did they get the ability to do that? Where did the humans, humanity, get this ability where we actually care enough, where we'll put our lives at risk to be able to jump into um, the deep end of a pool to be able to help someone? Obviously, everything that we do in this world is pre-programmed. We are programmed to want to be able to help children, take care of children. There are some people out there who are wired wrong. There are some people who've done drugs where any mechanisms that used to function like a normal human being are gone due to the drugs they've taken or the alcohol they drink. 
and also other horrible things they've done to their own body. Maybe they were damaged physically in a war, and they don't have the same mechanisms functioning anymore like a normal person, in case anyone out there tries to argue examples where we have sociopaths and psychopaths in the world just so they can sound clever or edgy on their videos. The point is, is that there is nothing in nature. There is no variables, there is no amount of weather, no amount of radiation or chemicals that should in any way break a cell apart and grow a mutated penis and vagina on any of these cells. There's absolutely nothing going on in the environment that scientists have ever found that make it to where animals have sympathy or care. Nature doesn't have sympathy. Nature does not have love in it. When you walk down the road or you walk through the woods, you're walking through a lot of synthesized as well as um, what we call symbiotic relationship with everything around you. When we read the Bible, it clearly says that you will see evidence of God in his design, in his creation. Well, if everything is programmed and everything is set up, it's almost as if science is describing that we live in some form of simulation, that everything is goal-oriented. The sun, even though it's not right next to us, somehow has energy coming off of it that keeps us alive. Somehow the moon, somehow the universe itself cradles us and protects us and takes care of us. Somehow everything around us seems to be programmed so it knows when it's time to have sex, when it's time to reproduce, when it's time to love, when it's time to hate, all these different things. And there's not one variable on this planet that can design this on its own or make this happen on its own, unguided, blind. However, if you were to argue that something intelligent came along, something that existed prior to the universe, before the existence of humanity and all the animals on the earth, and that it programmed everything to be able to do this so it would work with each other, so it could survive so it could reproduce, that would make sense. That makes absolute sense that something that is already alive, intelligent, and actually caring would program and pre-program all these different scripts to work with each other, and the software would run clean without any kind of glitches whatsoever. But if you tell the world that everything is unguided and that nothing is goal-oriented, that everything, including morality, from love to kindness to everything I mentioned and all these magical instincts that supposedly animals and people have that just happen to be there, that somehow just evolved into it, when you have no ingredients, no recipe, and nothing to point at that would cause any of these things to inherit these abilities whatsoever. Then it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen. At some point in time, the atheists and skeptics will tell us that, oh, at one point in time, there was no life. There was no animals. It was just all rocks, granite, and material. And now atheists are literally suggesting that we came out of non-sentient things. It's one of the reasons why Kent Hovind says things like atheists believe they come from rocks. Well, what did you think that you came from? 
If you were nothing more than a single-celled organism, what were you before that? What are you if you're not one single organism anymore? The mass says zero. You came from the material of the world. You came from the properties and energies of the universe. And what does the Bible say about all that? The Bible says that God actually created the materials. He created everything, and he also breathed the life into the materials of the earth, and out you came out. Blueprint with reproductive system, instincts, everything. And why did God do that? Because God wanted you to be concerned about dangers that may be out there. God wanted you to be able to eat and feel pleasure. He also wanted you to know what it feels like to hurt. That way you don't walk into a big old giant furnace without his protection. (laughs) He set you up to be able to reproduce because the Bible says that God loves families. He wants to see children. He wants to see humanity populate itself. So he gave you the ability and the blueprint to continue to do this. And he also gave you the chemistry to where you would want to take care of your children. You would want to raise them right. Unfortunately, some of you out there are terrible fucking parents, and you did not learn anything on how to do it right, or it's just simply you didn't get the mechanism on how to love. Probably because you did a bunch of drugs and you did a bunch of terrible things to yourself or you had unfortunate accidents or abuse happen to you as a child, which I feel sympathy for you. But the only reason I feel sympathy for you is because not because nature made me feel bad for you, but God set me up to have the mechanism to care and have concern for your well-being. I challenge anybody out there. Why do you think it is that scientists have not been able to go into a lab and create a a thinking conscious life form that is capable of love? Why do you think the scientists haven't done it? We all know that if scientists have the ability to do anything, they're going to do it. That's the way scientists work. They're too curious. They'll want to do it. Mankind is curious. If they have the ability to make a bomb that'll blow up millions of people, they'll do it. If they have the ability to work and act like gods and create a life form in a lab, they're going to do it. So why have they only built bombs and dangerous things that kill things, but they have never been able to build an actual living, conscious, sentient, intellectual entity that does anything because they can't. There is no amount of chemicals or chemistry in the universe that scientists have been able to find discover or explore that could do this the only way they can do any kind of changes with a life form is if that thing was already created or designed by god they can't make one out of nothing they have to use the materials and the creatures that already exist in order to do anything like genetic splicing i love science ladies and gentlemen I love science. I love researching science. I love reading about new inventions that were created. And it really is offensive when I know for a fact that a majority of my Christian friends out there love science almost just as much as me. They research it. And then you get these skeptics who don't even, who haven't even made it through high school or college telling us that we don't know anything about science. It's offensive to have an idiot tell you that you don't know what you're talking about when you're actually doing the study and research and then they have the audacity to tell you 
to give them evidence for scientific claims, and when you do it, they still don't apologize for being rude pricks. And it's as if they won't even absorb it in the first place. It's like they deliberately do not want the information because it goes against their agenda. Well, then you're not a mature person. If you're willing to spit on something just because it doesn't go along with your view, then there's something wrong with you as a person. You don't want the truth. You want a perception of what you want reality to be changed to, but reality doesn't change at your whim. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. I doubt any of these skeptics are going to answer any of these questions. Anything that's too difficult or challenging, they hate putting critical thought to. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio, hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless.